Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream. So many great moments. Oh, here we go. So many thrills. Oh, hang on. So many spills. Triple M is proud to present MG's Rugby League Rundown. Ah, we all saw it coming. The mighty Penrith Panthers, the best team in the competition all year. And they showed it on Sunday. MG's Rugby League Rundown back for the season end. Liam Flanagan here. How are you, MG? Hello, Liam. Yeah, mate. Oh, look, congratulations to both teams um, for getting to the grand final. Congratulations to the Panthers back-to-back, Parramatta. Um, they left to lick their wounds, uh, unfortunately for them. But uh, look, what we're, what we're seeing here at the moment from this Penrith club, they just... They've just done something that no other club has done in the history of, rug- of rugby league, and that's win the four competitions for SG Ball, Flag, Cup, and First Grade. So it's a it's a formidable club, brother. Oh, absolutely, and and I think if my memory serves me correctly, and and the podcast archives serve me correctly, one MG tipped the Panthers to win, obviously, but he also tipped uh, Dylan Edwards to take out the Clive Churchill. Yes, he did. Mm. Yes, he did. Yep, I did. I think that. Um, he was just immense. He was, you know, 200 metres, or 300 metres, I should say. Um, obviously, bringing back Scotty Sattler's tackle, um, not as probably dramatic as Scotty Sattler's, uh, given the, the status of the game, uh, what it was. But still, that was probably the most emotive the Panther fans got, or the Panther players got all throughout the game. Even when they scored tries, they didn't get as emotive as when Dylan Edwards tackled um, Simonson in the touch. So it was a, a massive moment. It was, it, was, it was an old-fashioned ambush. I mean... <laughs> You know, Moses Leodo, my goodness, uh, James Fisher-Harris, Liam Martin. That, 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 it was their defence. De- that early defence, Liam, I haven't seen brutality like that since Origin. Um, I was waiting for Parramatta to fight fire with fire, but I think I think they, as we spoke about last week on the podcast, I think they'd fired all shots against the Cowboys, and that was their grand final, obviously. Yeah. Now, just quickly, if everybody out there isn't already following uh, Triple M underscore NRL on Instagram, they should be, because uh, if you love your rugby league and you love the way that Triple M does rugby league, you need to be following the account. Go and have a, uh, a listen to Dan Ganane, and you can watch the video on the Instagram. Dan Ganane's call of not only the, the final moment, but also of that Scott Sattler-esque tackle <laughs> from Dylan Edwards. And the point you made is the exact one that James Graham made during the call, MG. That was the most celebrated moment of the game, except for the final hooter, obviously, from yeah. the Panthers players. And to see them lose their minds over a defensive act, I think, speaks volumes about this group. Um, look, you know, I want to talk to you about the Kangaroos team in a moment because Dylan yeah. Edwards, look... <laughs> In fact, I want to challenge you to rank him among the fullbacks as well because that's another challenge, I think, that uh, oh, we, spoke to, we spoke to Stephen Crichton about it last week that he wouldn't swap Dylan Edwards for anybody. But it is a genuine question as to where that man sits on the ranking. Quickly, you spoke about the tackle. Can you pinpoint one or two other moments in the game? You've spoken about the defensive and the line speed that we saw early on, that tackle as well. Were there any other moments that stood out to you in the game from from a Panthers or an Eels perspective? Because we do have Eels listeners out there oh, of course. who are licking their wounds still. Look, it was a brutal 10-minute opening. And then um, it was a great ball by, I think it was Dylan Edwards to Stephen Crichton for the opening try. Yes. Um, Nia Cora was found wanting. He, sh- he didn't, in, in rugby league terms, shut the gate. So he didn't go across. So Crichton found himself in open space after only about 10 minutes of the game and went then, and then Crichton scored the second try. Mm-hmm. And it, was, it was, you know, basically bang, bang. And that's when most people, 
obviously because the ratings are the worst ever in, in the NRL history. Turned off. Turned off. <laughs> uh, a bit like we did the week before with the Swannies against, yep. um, you know, the, uh, Collingwood. Mm, uh, Geelong. Geelong. Yep. Geelong. Um, I, look, there was there was moments throughout the game that you just think, oh man, that's 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 grand finalish. That the, you know, the, especially the Panthers. I mean, the Panthers, they had these moments all all game. I, I really think that um, the Sevo, even though it was probably twenty eight minutes to go on the clock, I think Sevo's drop ball when it was twenty two nil Panthers was kind of when it was all snuffed out. That was mm-hmm. that was paramount. That Sevo scores that try ninety nine times out of a hundred, yeah. but, but pressure you know paralyzes in in big games and. Um, I thought Brian Toho, if if put it this way, if Dylan Edwards didn't do that tackle on uh, Simonson, I, I think we I think we're sitting here talking today about Brian Toho being man of the match and Clive Churchill medalist. He ran for three hundred meters, two tries, um, one hundred and two post contact meters, three line breaks, nine tackle busts, and, and we're talking about a, we're talking about a grand final. I mean, um, Charlie Staines much maligned. Um, you know, everyone thought, oh, Mike Acevo is going to tear him apart. And, the Forbes but, Ferrari. Yeah, he scored in the 60th minute, Liam, to make it 28-0, and that was kind of it. That was put the glasses down. And then they, Obviously, Parramatta scored a couple of mm. consolation tries, but it was, it was evident. It was it was evident that the Penrith team were a lot fresher. They were a lot fresher in that opening stanza, and Paulo and Campbell Gillard and Lane and Papa Leahy and and the like, just couldn't go with they, them. But they weren't bad. And I think no, they, they weren't bad. Just, just Pe- to, Penrith was just good. Just to Parramatta supporters out there bemoaning, and even to the neutrals that have, have, I think I've seen some articles leaning into Parramatta about what a pathetic display. They weren't bad. You, you're, you're, allowed play, you're allowed to play as good as the, the other team will let you. Exactly. And, and Penrith, I don't care who you would have wheeled out there, Penrith, in the form they were in on Sunday, they weren't going to let anybody play well. They were not going to give anybody a sniff. I mean, you know, the Storm, the Roosters, this is as dominant a performance as I can remember seeing from this Panthers team over the past three seasons where they've made it to the grand final. That opening 40 minutes was the best footy I've seen in maybe, I don't know, five, six years. Um, at this level, at this level. I, I can't remember the last grand final, which was as brutal from one side, gets just basically folding the other team's forward pack in half. Mm. Now, um, and then the, the majestic of Cleary and Luai just kind of just, you know, like puppets on a string. Just, here you go, boys. There you go, boys. It was, it was a little bit too easy. Do you know what, Jerome Luai, and I, and I say this, this is intended as a compliment. Jerome Luai is, is heading into Cameron Smith territory from a, from a hated perspective. Oh, and I mean that as a compliment. Because of course he is. He loves it. Cam Smith is, is arguably the greatest player this game has ever seen. And yet he was uh, the most hated player by an entire state. Uh, and I think Jerome Luai, because of the way he plays the game, because of the way he talks to referees, because of the way he celebrates and how he carries himself with such confidence on the field in everything he does, he is going to skyrocket up that most hated player rankings. Yeah, and I, I don't think he, I, I don't think he'd mind one bit. <laughs> I, I, as long as they, they, they've won 67 games out of 78 in the last three mm-hmm. years. I mean, this team is just formidable. And he he's a massive, massive part of it. He is a massive part of their mojo. Um, from the minute they get off the bus with their speakers to the minute they get in the dressing room, they must all love it. They must all be on the same tune because they, they all, you know, they're a very close-knit club. They... Um, they show it and they play in their in their footy. Close to close teams, galvanised teams, uh, happy teams are the, are the teams that 
play unbelievable footy. We've seen it the Roosters the last decade. We've seen it with the Storm the last decade. Now we're seeing this Panthers team who are up there with them two teams because they've gone back to back. And you know, I know that the Melbourne Storm have played in so many grand finals over the last fifteen years, and I know that you know the Roosters not as many, but um, the last team to go back to back. But well, look, I said last week on this podcast that. If Penrith do prevail on Sunday, they've got to be – they've gone up to rare air. They've mm-hmm. got to be considered along the same as these two teams because it's so hard to do. It's so hard to do in the modern game. And now they've got Coruscant, Kikau, Serraldo, and um, their other assistant coach whose name escapes me at the mm-hmm. moment, um, Webster, all leaving. Webster's going to coach the Warriors. Serraldo's coaching the Dogs. Kikau's going to the Dogs. They're and- going to have to work really hard. Yeah, they face a new challenge in this off season, yeah. um, which is yeah, as you say, Nathan Cleary's got new voices he'll need to listen to in the coach's box, without Webster and Seraldo, uh, and and they've got two significant holes that they need. And look, Mitch Kenny, mind you, I, not that Mitch Kenny oh, is wow. happy Coruscant, but Mitch Kenny is ready to go. He is ready to be a starting nine in the NRL. Yeah, I think he is. I, I really do. And they've got a young guy who is not young anymore, but he's twenty six, and his name's Sony Luke. Who, along with Jermaine Hopgood, who's going to Parramatta as well, um, probably two, the two best players in New South Wales Cup this season. So he's he's a hooker. So he's he'll definitely be on that ex, in the seventeen oh. come next year. But they've just yeah, look, they when you win SG Ball Flag Cup, um, there's there's yeah. your apprentices yeah. coming through the first grade. I still just quickly on Jerome Lua, and I was just doing a bit of googling there. We don't have producer Charlie with us today, so we're actually having to do work, which is quite challenging. But come on, Charlie, it, it was our first year of doing the rush hour. And it was state of origin time. And I remember distinctly Jerome Lua. He played a game earlier in the season, but this was like he was starting. And I I remember he was starting because uh, Cleary and Maloney were both on origin duty. And they went out and spanked the Warriors. Warriors. And there was this excitement about this Jerome Lua and and the the enthusiasm with which he played the game. And at, at no stage did I think, that you know, and we and I think there were, at the time there might have been discussions about Maloney moving on potentially at the end of the season, but yeah, I, know. Well. I don't think it. And 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 that's when we first started hearing about oh, Cleary and Luai have played all their junior footy together, and da 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 da. But I did not see this coming for 25 years of age. You talk about the future that Nathan Cleary has ahead of him. Wow, Luai's Jerome Luai. Hey, I've got some tough questions for you, King of the Mountains. Yes, firstly. Is Nathan Cleary now the greatest Panther player ever? Um, he's in the conversation with Brandy. Yeah, I, I think he's got to start being in the conversation. I think back-to-back. I think this team, when – look, I know James Fisher-Harris has copped a bit of heat for what he said, and you know the, a lot of people are calling him disrespectful. Well, not one player from 91 or not one player from 2003 are calling James Fisher-Harris disrespectful. They, He said – you know, these guys – and I said it this morning on, the, on our Brecky show – You've got to work out this. These guys were on the on the field of play until about one fifteen a.m. <laughs> they then jump in the bus. They come back to the club to their adoring fans at about two two fifteen, and then they go. They party all night, and then at ten o'clock the next day they are, they have to convene at Penny Bluebet Stadium to mm-hmm. do a, another media scrum and meet the fans. So I'm not taking. I'm taking everything you know in my stride as far as what goes on. What you know, everyone's saying about Coruscant. What he said about the Tigers. Everyone's saying the, the guys just played an, an amazing eighty minutes of footy. Then they've been up all night. They've been on a, a six-week drink ban. They let the boys have fun. 
Let the boys have a bit of fun. And in like Coruscant's defence... that like they make them explain themselves? In Coruscant's defence, A, it's a funny joke. B, oh. he's right. It's not... It's, <laughs> it's, it's, what did he say wrong? <laughs> what did he say wrong? He knows oh. it's going to be an uphill battle. He knows it's going to be an uphill battle. He's being, he's being shit-canned for speaking the truth, for making yeah. the joke about the... He knows he's going... And it's not like... Happy Coruscant's going to go in there and accept mediocrity. He's no. he's been brought in by the Tigers because he's a winner. This, this is and I, he's going to be a lot richer, <laughs> and because there's some cash on the table. Sure, look, okay. So quickly, um, just to circle back because I do have some yeah, dot point so, questions. So, so Cleary so, so is did, not I, yet there for the best oh, player. Well, look, it's just, it's. The other day on on the Breggy Show, I did the power rankings of the five best Penrith mm-hmm. players, the five best power players. And I had Nathan Cleary at number two. Okay. I think now they're equal first. So it's probably inevitable that by the end of his yeah. career, he goes past, past Brandy? Yes. So yes. you see that will... Oh, is yeah. that Look, the he, next name on the grandstand? Or will somebody make the grandstand before him? No, I think he's the next one. Wow. That Now that yeah. is an honour because obviously there's four names on the grandstand at the moment. I think there's three. Fittler. A- oh, Alexander. I think, no, I think oh, sorry, Freddie. It's Gower, Alexander, Simmons. Oh, sorry, Moran. Yes, four. There You're is right. four. Sorry, yeah. yeah is. Sorry, I, my bad. I just, I, I just assume Freddie has his name on most things. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, Freddie's. <laughs> I think Freddie's more considered a rooster. He's a rooster. Than yeah. A panther. yeah. Uh, well, he's a panther when it suits him. But in yeah. all the lead-up chat, it was all. <laughs> it was a Penrith boy once more. Um, okay, so there's the next name on the grandstand is Cleary. Yeah. You did touch on it there briefly, but uh, I want to give you the benefit of the doubt and James Fisher Harris the benefit of the doubt. Is this the greatest Penrith team ever? Well, you, you got to say yes. Okay. You, you, you have to say yes because no, no other Penrith team has gone back to back. No one does. <laughs> it's the stats don't lie. Mm-hmm. Like we we played in '91 against a formidable opponent in the Canberra Raiders. Who knows what would have happened if we didn't have, face some some tra- travesty and, and some adversity? Mm. Who 2003? Uh, look, I think um, the Roosters were a dollar forty to beat to beat Penrith, who were about three bucks forty. Penrith upset them, so. As I said just a second ago, I don't think anyone from my team in 91 or um, the 2003 Carnation, I don't think any of them guys are, are disagreeing with what Fisher Harris had to say. This team, when you can win back-to-back in a competition so hard, you've got to be considered the best. It's what? It's not disrespectful. It's just it's, it's, it's what it is. The challenges they face next year, we just spoke about the departures. If we assume the rest of the 17 is as per... What yep. do you plug and play for Viliami Kickout and Appy Corusau? And is Charlie Staines confirmed as leaving? I'm not sure. Okay, not sure. still up in the air. To... Let's assume he's there for now. Yep. But what 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 are the what are the like for like or you can't like for like Appy Corusau and Viliami Kickout? But what are no. the what are the names we see on in that first team list for well, round Penrith one? Bought, Penrith bought um, Garner from the Tigers, mm-hmm. very handy back rower, and also Young Lomax. From the Knights, then well, then Broncos. They bought him from there. Yep. So, not Lomax. It's uh, Hosking. Sorry, Hosking. Hoskins. Yeah, I was, Hoskins I was, suddenly, I was going shit. Zach Lomax is going yeah. to the best. Second row. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> Zach is driving on his car. Going, where, where am I going? <laughs> <laughs> so, look, they've got them guys there. They've got these kids there. They've got some good players in in the New South Wales Cup. They've got some good players in Jersey Flag. They've got some good players in mm. SG Ball coming through. So, you know, Billy is a massive loss because he kept improving. He's, the, the, his trajectory has gone skyrocketing because he's just gotten better and fitter. 
he's now playing. He never used to play eighty minute games a couple of seasons ago. You'd say, oh, he's going to come off for a spell and then go back on, but now he's conditioned himself to just play, play, play. He's a, he, he knows how to play a real good. 80 minutes of footy. Coruscant, likewise, as he's getting older, he's getting better because he's getting more attuned to what he's got to do on a footy field as being a dummy half. And that's they're going to be really hard to replace them. I think Nathan, Ivan Cleary's come on record and said that he's irreplaceable, Coruscant. Hmm. Um, and he's another one who I think should have been on that World Cup aeroplane. You know, that's, well, yeah, we're going to talk about that squad in a moment. Because... But, but to answer your question... Um, you can't replace them straight away. They're going to be, leave big holes, but it's going to have to be something um, behind the Bagana or, or you'd think uh, Hoskins in that, in that left edge. And Kenny um, goes in at nine. Kenny goes at nine, and Sonny Luke will go into the bench as the, as the Mitch Kenny slash Coruscant. I'm doing this on the fly a little bit. But I think Luke Garner's going to be the oldest bloke at the club next year. Yeah. Because <laughs> Appy's left, and Appy turns, 30, 20, Appy turns 30 next month, right? Yep. Luke Garner is about um, two months older than Isaiah Yo. Luke Garner turns. Uh, Luke Garner will turn twenty-eight. What about Sorensen? Oh, Scotty no, Sorensen's got to be. So, sorry, Scotty might be thirty, and Eisenhuth might be thirty as well. Scotty's not even thirty yet; he's still twenty-nine. Okay, so Luke Garner won't be the oldest at the club, but still, I don't know if they've got a player over. Th- Who is it? Eisenhuth, Matt Eisenhuth. Let me do yeah. a. I think Eisenhuth might be thirty this year as well. He is. Th- thank God. They've got a. They've got a veteran. <laughs> they've got a veteran. <laughs> they've got a veteran. He turned thirty in August. Thank. Thank okay. goodness. Um, go. It is. Look, it's it's a scary team, and as you pointed out, MG, it's never been done before. What they did, winning all four grades, so that is absolutely terrifying. Uh, commiserations to the Parramatta Eels, but um, look, I, I am with you. I don't think their window shuts. Just one thing on the Parramatta Eels. I, I don't know. Look, we spoke to Brad Arthur um, last Friday, and we thanked him for so being so um, available. You know, mm. two days before the grand final, and he said to us because we said we spoke to Riccio the day before, Dave Riccio, and he said, "Guys, I don't think Pan- uh, Parramatta are going to have a, a training run, um, a captain's run at uh, ANZ, and they're not they're not going to camp." For this game, they're just playing it like it's another game. Mm. Well, obviously now it's been done and dusted. That was the that was a mistake, because you've got to build this game up to what it is. It's not just another game. It's a, it's the biggest game of your life. So you've got to go into camp. You've got to look, sit across the road, sit across the table from your mate at breakfast and see his nerves as well, and and debunk them nerves, and then all go all day when you go for your walk, and then come back for a bit of lunch, and then know that the bloke with you right there is feeling exactly the same as you. So I think that's one thing you would, if you asked BA, I think that's one thing he would change if given another opportunity. They'd make they'd make this game and put it on the lofty height that it deserves because grand final is is the ultimate. You've got to go a night or two before the grand final to to sit around with your mates, start to get the feel of the game, start to get the buzz of the game, and then all of a sudden on the bus on the way in, that's when it's all a bit a, bit, a little bit calming because you're only ten minutes away from the game. You know, they stayed at Buddy Acor Stadium yesterday. Uh, not Acor, the, um, the hotel there across the road. At, um, oh, at Novotel? Novotel, the one next to it, the Pullman. Um, the Panthers did the night before. So Paramount had to drive themselves into the game, which is a pain in the ass, in traffic. So you're not thinking about the game. You're thinking about the other shit. And it, it's this too big a game to be thinking about other stuff. That's a right, really so I, interesting perspective, actually. So I think this one thing, that one thing, I, I think they would change. I would think they would change and just they'd say, okay, it's not a normal game. Dylan Brown has come out and said, I didn't believe how big a, how big this grand final week is. 
So hopefully they get another opportunity, Parramatta, because they'll be a, different, a totally different team if they do. That atmosphere, that, that I mean, I was watching it on TV and it looked unbelievable. And and I you know heard some of the commentators, Sterlow, uh, who has been uh, sunning himself on a on a tropical island for the better part of eight months, said he's never experienced an atmosphere like it. And this is a bloke who's won competitions and, and called Origins and played Origins. He's, he has done everything in the game. For him to describe the atmosphere like he did, uh, it spoke to the... It spoke to what a great game on paper we had lined up for us. And as we yep. know, Penrith just didn't allow Parramatta to play the game they wanted to play. Quickly, can I no, get no, enough... They, 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 strangled, they, they strangled them and suffocated them into submission. Can I get an update on how life was at the compound on uh, Sunday evening? Uh, well, uh, as you know, I've got a wounded left wing, so my <laughs> my celebrations were kind of curtailed somewhat. Mm. Um, but the rest of them didn't. The rest of them went to the club straight after the game, and um, I think um, most of my gang got back to my house mm. at about five a.m. Um, didn't see Mav for a couple of days. He was because <laughs> they all. They, the, the four club the four teams who won yes. the comps they all went together so it was a really good a great feel as he enjoyed it. himself as Mav enjoyed oh, the he's, experience he's, he's he's loving it he's loving it. he was on he was the 18th man for the New South Wales Cup yeah um, sat in the dugout for first grade he said they just wanted I can't wait I, I want to, I can't wait to play first grade well I was, I was hey Mav there's an edge spot going next year well, you know, that's, that's up to you, buddy. That's up to you. I hope the reason you didn't see him for five days because he was at the gym training because he's yeah. like, I'm ready to replace Millie Army. <laughs> Especially <laughs> that left army with him. Yeah. Uh, look, uh, well, I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. Um, I was slightly concerned. The reason I asked is because I did at one point see on your Instagram uh, you were le- letting a, a gentleman uh, one-handed Toby. Toby split Hughes. wood, yeah. Mr. Toby. Toby. Uh, I yeah. don't know if I don't know if that was a wise move. No, H and S gave me a call and said, yeah. just, "You know, where's your goggles? Where's your gloves? Where's your where's your where's your PPP?" Where's Shout your, out Toby! Your... Shout out Toby! Friend of the rush out from way back. Hey, now yeah. let's talk kangaroos. Um, oh, yes. sorry. Before we get to kangaroos, can we talk about the city of Newcastle just putting itself back together yes. today after the performance that their the women's NRLW women's side claiming their first ever. Uh, NRLW Premiership. What a performance. What a season that team has had. Yeah, from wooden spooners to premiers. And, and it's all in the back of their two recruits. Um, Millie Boyle, obviously, is probably mm. the best forward in the game and arguably the best back is Tamika Upton, who got the Karen Murphy medal for the best on ground. Um, 32 points to 12 was pretty comprehensive in the end. And Parramatta scored first to get out to a bit of a – gave a bit of a scare to the to the Knights, but mm. they just – they went into beast mode. And, and Millie Boyle, my goodness, wow. she's just – Getting better and better every game. I love watching her play. They, they they could claim put claim to having the best forward back and half in the game yep. right now um, with yep. Boyle Upton and and Jesse Southwell. I mean, Jesse, this, what about her? Uh, what about what about, a, what about a subtlety with the passing and the, like? You can tell Joey Johns has been working with her. You can, you can, and my concern is that Joey and Maddie might have both might have both been working with her in terms of her um, off field celebrations as well. Did you see her at the, uh, no, <laughs> the trophy <laughs> presentation? How good. She's only 17, isn't she? She was chasing her better than Lego moment. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> anyway, look, fantastic. And, and and great to see, particularly on a day where I wake up and there's been some heavy criticism on the AFLW and the standard yeah. of that competition. Yeah. The NRLW standard continues to elevate. Now, it's not making the huge jumps that it made over the probably couple of years ago, but it still seems like it's getting better and better and better. Yeah, I, I think I was. I think I've been proven 
wrong. I thought though you should have expanded and expanded quickly and get on with it. Get sixteen teams to mirror the NRL, but the way they've done it is, mm. is immaculate. A couple of teams each year by adding next year. There's another four teams which will take it up to ten. And I think they've perfectly done it. Penrith are look like applying for a license, which will be awesome because we have some amazing juniors out west um, uh, for the for the ladies. So yeah, yeah. Look, it, it's it's come from from nowhere. Um, 2018, they had their origin at North Sydney Oval, um, and if you think that's only, that's only four years ago that uh, they were there playing, it's everything's changed so yeah. dramatically. They're just getting better and better. Um, when they become semi-professional, watch out. Oh, yeah, exactly. These these are still part-time athletes. Let's not let's not confuse the situation here. They're, and it's also I love stories like Racine McGregor, who was given mm. the opportunity late in the in the preseason, the off-season by the Roosters. Then she goes on and wins the Dally M. Like this wow. is there are there are some mature age players who've been rolling around playing park footy and touch and all the rest of that who are who are ready for an opportunity once this competition expands and more contract spots open up. So uh, it's in it's in good shape. The code, um, well done to uh, the NRL and the way they are growing the game. Let's talk about the World Cup. I'm just going to run you through these names. These the debutants first up: Matt Burton, Patrick Carrigan, Nathan Cleary, unbelievably, Lindsay unbelievable. Collins, Ruben Cotter, Angus Crichton, Tino Fasuamalawi, Campbell Graham, Harry Grant, Liam Martin, Jer- Jeremiah Nanai, Murray Tualangi, Isaiah Yo. The baby kangaroos. Can you believe how many wow. debutants they are? But the quality of those debutants. Oh, well, I can't believe some of them are playing their first game in the green and gold. It's amazing. Well, we haven't had international football for three years, have we? In 2019, <laughs> 2019 was the last time we, we saw some. So that makes a bit of sense. But, yeah, look, I, I what unto everyone. It's, um, it's a dream come true when you make your way. We didn't go in a World Cup. We went for a kangaroo tour where you play. You know, every English team, um, and then you play some French, and it's just an amazing mm. time to be a rugby league player. And you look, there's a couple of notable omissions, I must confess. I think the two most notable are Dylan Edwards and Nico Hines. I, I, I sometimes think with these two is because these guys have gone so deep into the season, especially Dylan Edwards, that you find a spot for him no matter what. doesn't matter if he's a specialist fullback. You know he can play fullback wing centre. Mm. You know he's going to be... Even five eight, if, if if given the opportunity, you, you know he's in the best form of his life. So you you make sure that you capitalise on that and you take him on tour. Same as Nico Hines, he's he's they're both like they sprinkling the the magic gold dust. You know, Nico's just Nico's just had a, a an out of the box season where he's uh, won the Ken Stevens Medal for the contribution to the game, and mm. as well as he's won the Dally M Medal by a landslide number. So I I, I would and. I, I'm not the selectors. I'm not Mount No. But I would take these guys on tour with me so that they, their their season keeps continuing. Yeah. That doesn't stop until end of November because they've, they've got the hot hand, as they say. Is it almost a case of rewarding them too? Like yeah, you know, that's it. This is exactly. A, this is a hard thing because the kangaroos. This this is not just up here. Everyone gets a medal type stuff. They're going to defend a World Cup, right? This isn't Mickey Mouse stuff. They, and this is and and a World Cup, which is probably the most open it's ever been, given the the changing the of allegiances well. we've seen from all these Pacific Island players. You know, this is an unknown World Cup to some extent. And when you consider that, uh, I can't believe this stat, but there is only sixty-four. There is only sixty-four test appearances in this kangaroo squad. Wow, well, it's a dead set changing of the guard. I, I love the I love the Ruben Collars of the world. Or, 
Um, I love the fact that these kids will just be... I didn't know Angus Crichton's never played for Australia. My goodness. Angus Crichton has never played for Australia. I mean, he's probably played rugby oh. union for them in the juniors, but he's never... He's probably played, what, 12 Origin games or something before it. Um, but so that idea Cleary, of it, just going back to those those Nico Hines and Dylan Edwards, that going back to the idea of rewarding them for the season they've had. You know they're not going to let you down if they wear no. the jumper. I mean, to throw it, is it, could you argue if they're eligible that the Dally M should be an automatic selection for the Kangaroos team? Well, you, I would go one step further and say that the Clive Churchill medalist is another one. If, you're, if, you're, if, you made, if your team's made it to the grand final and you're the best player in that grand final, there's your ticket. They, the, should, the, and they should hand you the medal and a boarding and pass the ticket. and there the jumper go. at the time. Yeah, 1A. There you go. Kick back, relax. <laughs> Well, no, I think it's. I think I think it's probably going to be one B. I think Mal gets one A. Yeah, Mal gets one A, but, a and B. But yeah, yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> but look, yeah, I think so. I, I, while you're there, while we're just having a chat, see if you can bring up the world, rugby league world rankings at the moment, because I think, I think Australia have slipped. I think maybe someone like Tonga might be number one. At the no, I, surely I, I, not. I saw something the other day. I'm sure I saw something the other day. I'm bringing it up. This is going to make maybe, me. This Australia is going to make third me sick. Or fourth? Well, that's the reason this is Australia gonna, won't What are New you Zealand. talking about? I must I be looking what, at the... We're fourth. What? Yeah. Australia fourth. It's New Zealand, Tonga, yep. England, yep. Australia. That's right. And we're only just ahead of Papua New Guinea. That's exactly right. Holy so there you go. That's why, that's why we, um, we, won't have, we won't see an Australia-New Zealand uh, final. They'll play each other in the semi-finals. The winner of that will win, it, win the whole thing. What about Serbia with a bullet up to number eight? <laughs> Bahamas? What's happened to Lebanon? They slipped down to 13th. Wow. Italy's nowhere. The Minicellos will be appalled. Wow. They're down to 17th. Wow. Cooper John's playing for the, uh, Italy. Good, good Is he? Coop. Yeah. Good on him. Yeah, yeah well. Oh, well so he... It's fantastic. You said it a bit earlier. You said now that, they, now that you know the players who are, who are playing for their heritage mm-hmm. it has... Just kind of, it's made this all the war, all the more worthwhile. Hey, I would Andrew say. Fafita and Jason Tamalolo need to be shouted out. They were the they were the game changers. They were the they ones were the, that you know. Look, they, they started it. It's not like that they weren't getting paid well at their clubs, but they turned their back on the riches of state of origin because they wanted to represent yep. their their countries of origin. Um, and the tidal wave has has continued. At it's a conversation for another day. They really do need to. Um, the messiness of origin eligibility and national international eligibility yeah, is yeah. something that does need to be cleaned up. It's a dog breakfast at the moment. You've got to. We can't keep having blokes chopping and changing. No, you've got, you've got to either do one of two things: have a free for all, play more tests for the, with the the tier two nations, or mm. all, all together, all, all tests more. Or, or once you pick your allegiance to either country or state, you stay with it. Can I? Can I just pivot on that? I was. I heard Gerds going on about this the other week. What about if it, it was a 12-month window of eligibility? What about if essentially start of the year, start of the NRL season or start of the, the NRL calendar, yeah. rugby league calendar, sorry, um, the, these players like Jerome Luai are asked to declare, right? And if Jerome Luai decides in that 12-month period he wants to represent Samoa, as is his right, yep. fine, but you can't play Origin. Wow. And it's a 12-month situation because these players will have differing stages of their career, particularly because of the way that the International Rugby League is set up with the rankings and all the rest of it. Mm. As we saw with, uh, you know, right now, Jerome Luai is absolutely flying and probably wants to play for New South Wales and is getting picked, but maybe later on in his career, 
I don't know. It was just a thought, a 12-month window of eligibility. Yeah. I, 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 look, it's, it's again, I, I get confused, really confused because I, I just talking about I don't, the international game. I don't like the idea that if they have to def- declare their eligibility to one of these nations at the start of their career, then they can kiss goodbye to origin, you know? Like it's like, yeah, 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 or, yeah. or the other way that, no, if you commit to state of origin, you're committing to Australia and you lose the opportunity to ever represent your yeah. country. Anyway. All I know is that I'll be glued to the TV oh, when they're playing. I can't wait to watch gonna it. It's going to be a great World Cup. How did we yeah. not organise a junket to get us over there? Oh, I know. Gordy got one. Gordy got one, did he? Yeah, Gordy's going over. Zero, oh, anyway. Blocker, Alfie Langer. God, Jeez. we are slow. Junkets. We are slow. Yeah, I, know, I, bl- I blame you. I'm blaming you. I blame you. <laughs> hey, quickly, I should, uh, just to finish off that conversation about the squad, um, who wears the number seven for game one? Cleary. Big Mao said DCE is the incumbent. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Mao love Mao's a Queenslander, but too, don't forget. Mao if you're picking the team on form, it's it's clear every day of the week. Yeah, it has to be done. Um it? it's gotta be, you know, you'd have Tedesco fullback, you'd have Well let's actually let's let's try and let's try and pick it out. All right. Tedesco okay, fullback. Tedesco. Yep, on the wings you'd have um, Xavier. I know he's with New Guinea. Uh, you have Murray Tuolangi, and you have. Is the Fox uh, get the other wing? Uh, the Fox or Val Holmes? Val, you put Val Holmes on a wing, okay? So I would, I would put yeah, and I'd put um, Latrell and Whiten in the centres. Okay, so a bit of state of origin style. If not, of... not White and Burton. Yeah, well, Burton is in the in the squad. Yeah, okay. Yep, five eight is Munster. Yes. Halfback is Cleary. Cleary, okay. Now this is where it gets. You got RCG. You got Paddy Carrigan. You got Lindsay Collins. Yeah, I think I think Tino. Tino's there as well. I think Tino up front. I'd have Tino. I'd have um, Tino, and I would have probably. Um, well, not Papa Lee's not there, is he? I'd have Campbell Gillard. RCG. Okay, so RCG and and, and, and Big Tino. Um, you got I'll Harry Grant at number nine. Harry Grant, Harry Grant or Ben Hunt. Either either or. Mm-hmm. Then the other one stays on the bench. Well, they're the ones you're fourteen. Second row, we've got Angus Crichton and Jeremiah Nenoy. And then Isaiah Yo. Isaiah Yo. Got to be there. Yeah. Or Cam Murray. Cam Murray instead of Nenoy, maybe. Yeah, Cam Murray probably. Well, he's the vice and captain. Then, have, so probably then I'd have Carrigan, Cotter. Um, you Hunt. need a bit of Jake Turbo on the bench? Yeah, I don't know about Jakey. Okay. Possibly. Yeah, no, possibly. It's a, it's a, it's a, there's a oh. lot of versatility in the squad, which you love it's, to see. It's exciting. Um, I, I think... Uh, yeah, I mean, when you look at it, you, just the versatility, when you consider that Tedesco's been picked, Mitchell's been picked, Whiten's been picked, um, you can see why, and Matt Burton, but you can see why it was hard to get Nico Hines yeah. and Dylan Edwards in there of as course, well. Of course, of um, course. I, I do. I, I, I get the rationale. Mm. I just I just think that they, they should have an automatic selection for what they've done this year. Uh, look, I think, and we know that um, Andy and Pete listen. Uh, Peter Volandis and Andrew Abdo, I know, we know they listen, and we can assume that next year at the Dallium ceremony, there will also be a plane ticket and a kangaroo jersey handed to the winner. Same yeah. thing when they present the Clive Churchill medal winner yeah, uh, after the grand. Final. You've heard it here first. You've heard it here first. Uh, mate, that is us done. That is us wrapped up for season 2022. Wow. What a ride. What, 32, what a year. 32 weeks. It's gone fast. 20, 26, 25 rounds and then a month of finals and mm. then we have the uh, the grand final and that's it. That's for another six months, brother. And now you ship off to Terrigal for six months? Uh, no. <laughs> now I've, uh, for the next month or so, I'll, re- I'll be recuperating with my Ulnar, your wing, um, nerve, my yeah, my elbow operation, and then, um, yeah, it'll throughout the year, I'm bringing mm. radio to early December, and then up the Terrigal for a couple up of weeks. Up the Terrigal, God's country. What about yourself? 
Uh, mate, I will be I will be slogging it out here with uh, Dobbo and Liesl Jones. Uh, loving the southeast Queensland area. Quinn started nippers on the weekend. Oh, wow. I'm officially a surf life-saving dad. I was out in the water with the kids <laughs> going around us on, uh, on water safety patrol. So uh, that's life for me. But, mate, getting involved in um, getting involved in my new community. Getting yeah. getting amongst it up here. I love it. Um, you know, the cricket cricket starts as well, and Triple M will be calling that. Yes, yes. I'll try and shoehorn my way, or at least steal some accreditation. You've got a wide end someone to get in there, don't you? <laughs> Gus Wallen, I'm coming for yeah. you, just saying. Yeah. Out, you mate. got it, mate, first in, first out. That's what I'm saying. As far as when I look at the Triple M commentary team, I see <laughs> Gus Wallen as the first. <laughs> I'll talk soon to you, but everyone who's um, taken the time to download this podcast, mm-hmm. we thank you very much for yeah. it. Um, we've had fun doing it. Hope you've had fun listening to it. Until next time, take care. We'll see you in bye 2023. Bye-bye. Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream.